uh, first I want to say welcome. Um, we're meeting for the first time. Uh, of course, Catherine will be joining us uh, later, but William, uh, it's great to, great to meet you. Uh, please tell us um, a bit about yourself um, and what it is that you do. Hi, good morning. Uh, my name is William Vasquez Jr. I actually work for an auditing firm here in South America right now. This whole COVID-19 situation kind of threw a wrench in the whole program of my life. I was down here on vacation and all of a sudden I was stuck here for four months. So while I was here, since I'm bilingual and obviously my background, my parents are Ecuadorian, I just looked for a job down here. And right now I'm doing internal control on accounting basically here for education institutions. So I actually met Catherine while I was at Texas A&M University in Texarkana. And that's how we got in touch with you basically. And hopefully this rocks. All right, that's, uh, that's great. So you're in South America currently? Right now I'm in Guayaquil, Ecuador. Ecuador. Crazy. I am like in one of the worst cities where the COVID hit the hardest. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, I was on vacation visiting my parents and all of a sudden the airports got shut down. So now, now I'm living here for four months. Originally I'm from New Jersey, uh, born and raised in the States, grew up. What can I say? Yankees fan, Knicks fan, East Coast all day, every day, basically. But now I'm down here and trying to make the best of the situation at hand. All right. So because of the pandemic, you, you were forced to stay there. Like, what, what, when did you originally go there? Like, oh, what month? Uh, I went down, I came down here, like, in the first couple of days of February. Like, around February. Actually, I'm sorry. Yeah. The last week of January, the first, basically, like, February the 2nd, I was here. So, and I was only going to be here for a month or so. And then all of a sudden, boom, COVID hit. And then I'm here for like, who knows? My next plane flight will be on July 17, hopefully coming back home. But for now, I'm still stuck here for another month, so it seems. So originally, what you went over there to do in the first place? I came down here because I graduated from from college uh, for my master's degree. And I came down, I just wanted to take a break because at the time, December graduation was December 12th. And back in the East Coast, that's winter time. So that's winter, snow, ice, just basically throwing salt in your driveway, shoveling snow every morning. So I was like, you know what? I'm not looking forward to just that. So I, why not go on vacation, visit my parents, stay down there for a month or so to let the winter go by and then just you know come back when spring comes around and unfortunately that does not seem to be the plan at, at this time far from it yeah i heard it, it it's the opposite like when it's winter in the um in northern hemisphere it's, it's usually summer in the so southern hemisphere exactly uh here in ecuador it's like hot and hotter that's just just two, there's no four, no four seasons, just two. It's either you get hot with rain or hot and dry, like nothing, so it's. Well, yeah, you're at the, basically at the center of the world because you know, the, the, the earth's tilled. You're, you're, nev you're right. never uh, down or up. Like Argentina's probably snowing right now. Probably, if the, if the, I'll put it this way. Yeah, probably, just about, you're just about correct on that one. We're just like basically 
we're in the, the smack in the middle of the planet right there. So we're always at the closest stage, closer to the sun at any given day in the year. So it's just hot, <laughs> period, down here. So, how's, so how has this setback uh, affected you personally or professionally, I mean? Well, to be honest with you, uh, I'm never, I'm always the positive looker in the situations that happen in life. I wanted to say, you know what, uh, I wish I was back in the States and starting my, to take advantage of my degree while I'm out there, but I don't know. It affected me with the fact that I got to spend more time with my parents. It affected me with having to be living with my, my father 24-7 for four months straight after like so many years not living with him so it's it it kind of was a great experience uh i can't say it was bad because i actually got a job while i was down here um right now um after this i'm, I'm starting another month i have to analyze statements and whatnot so it's not that bad i mean everybody has their horror story and yeah sure i probably have once i get back to the states i have bunch of things to take care of in the mail but other than that everything that i've been able to take care of internet wise like payments credit cards all that it's it's solved and like for example my college loan right now they, the government gave like a four-month extension so i'm not i don't have to worry about financial aid payments until november so that kind of like things kind of balanced out and worked out in my in my advantage i can't say it, it probably was is not the same case for everybody but in my case, it's kind of, I'm okay. We're all right. All right. So how, so, and what's it like, you know, everything going on in the, in the States right now, what, it, what, what is it like, you know, seeing it from the outside looking in and knowing that you probably missed the boat on something that you, you're, you're, you were let, you left the, um, that you left the, the States, uh, and then this perfect storm just swept the entire country. How does that feel? To be honest with you on that front, I do feel left out, but at the same time, like I've done my part, like anybody I, sh I would assume that can through social media, through their friends, just backing up people saying, hey, if you're going through a march or a rally, do it. Take your, your flyers, take your, your banners, make your, your presence known uh, with the people that I've spoken with. Uh, every single person I've, I've spoken to, I've told them, look, whatever your actions are of the day, make sure they can be echoed for years to come. Don't partake in the nonsense. Don't, don't, if, don't, don't hold on, start. Hold on, Will, hold on, Will. Um, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you go on, put a pin on that, uh, remember what, what you were saying. Um, uh, Catherine is just uh, coming in. Okay, gotcha. So we're just, I'm just gonna tell her, uh, uh, give her a welcome and. Hey, welcome back. Hey, how you doing, Kat? Yeah, how are you, Will? <laughs> hey, Zuri, how are you? I'm doing fine. It's great to it's great to have you back on here. How are you feeling? Pretty good. I was so like, when I saw the message, like, oh, we're starting. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm late. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. We so we had to we had to improvise a little bit, but uh, uh, thank thank you. You finally made it. We're just getting started. We're just getting to know Will and uh oh uh, and. We just, I just asked him, how does it feel to be like, to leave this country as soon as this perfect storm of craziness uh, took over the country? So um, we're gonna, I'm, I'm, gonna just, I'm gonna just let Will continue on, on, this, on this thought, then we'll, then, then I'll go, come back to you. Okay. 
right, so we'll... Uh, well, like I was saying, to be, to feel left out, uh, wow, it is, I believe the time is right just to partake. Like uh, Nelson Mandela says, that uh, the time is always right to do right. Uh, these protest manifestations, they should have happened always until equality, until the, I can't say the end of racism, but about time when everybody can walk down the street and not have to worry if that's the last day they're gonna come back home. And in my end, how I feel, I wish I could be there at least to partake and go and try to be one of the people that keeps the, the group together. In other words, don't partake in the looting. Don't partake in the nonsense that's gonna bring a negative effect to the movement. It's actually important. You, if you loot, like, I don't know, if you break into a, a store and, and steal cell phones, that's what's going to be part of the news. But if you're just there protesting, taking a knee, standing, sitting down, and just letting them know that a life shouldn't have been taken, now that's the main focus on everything. And not being able to partake, as Kat knows me, I'm one of those people that I speak my mouth, my, my mind, and I, I say with the loudest voice possible out of my mouth, hey, here I am, this is not right, let's push on for something better. That's how I've ever, I've always treated my life and that's how I treat everybody that I meet. So this is nonsense. Yeah, speaking speaking on that, um, I was uh, on the peaceful process and, t and taking the knee. I was one of the, when I was, um, I think it was my junior year, 2017. I was one of the people uh, people who originally took a knee during during football games. I, I took a knee before the national anthem played before uh, before before games. Uh, yeah, I got her. I got. I originally got harassed, but it a lot of frustration stemmed from like the unwillingness for other people to listen. It's like this. Um, we we try to be peaceful before, and then you they have the nerve to. Uh, they have the audacity to say we have no reason to be angry, uh, which is basically where a lot of the uh, rioting and looting uh, originally started. It's like this old two, uh, like Tupac uh, Shakur, one of uh, my, the most influential people, uh, the most influential person in my life is. Um, he had this. He, he was in an interview and said, "If if uh, me and a group of people are hungry and we see uh, in the and there and there is a door in front of us and in this room we see." We're hungry, and we see them throwing food around, and, and they they clearly have a lot of food, enough food to feed us. And we're trying to sing our way in. We're trying to peacefully sing our way into the room, and says, "We are hungry. Please let us in. We are hungry. Please let us in." Then after uh, months, we we start to get a little bit more aggressive. We hungry. We need some food. After years and years, we're going. Uh, then then that that little it, we go from singing to to chanting. Then we chant louder. We hungry. We need some food. You better give me food, or we're breaking out down the door. And like after after years and years, we we we're like we we done like asking. We we then after that we we we're taking. We then we we felt like we're forced to take. I'm picking the lock and coming through the door, blasting. And that's probably how hip hop came to be. So yeah, we try to. And we we see this um, uh, culturally through our whole country. Uh, we went uh, like music, like black artists went from Chuck Berry to Marvin Gaye, and then and then to hip hop with, uh, with yeah NWA. <laughs> like, that's and, and that's a profession. Yes, that's and th that's the irony. 
that that's the irony that we they they have the um audacity to say we became more aggressive we became more violent when we try to we try to be peaceful at first you know like i say if you give a if you uh if you give no give us bad choices uh, bad options we're going to make bad choices so yeah that's okay. how that, that that's the way uh, it is um that's the way it's always been now um Catherine, so you don't feel left out. Uh, I'm sorry. I know I talk, I talked for a long time, and but Ka how are you? Um, last time I talked to you was pre um, uh, United States dumpster fire. Pre uh, before all this uh, took over, you know, we were still in the pandemic. But how how are you? Um, how have you how have you been able to to maintain uh, seeing everything going on and all these protests and and all the, everything that's going on right now? Yes. So when I first saw that the video of George Floyd, which was very hard to see because, you know, it's basically see someone that has no regard of life. That's specifically someone that was probably just living, going through the day, didn't even know that that day was going to be his last day to even have his final breath. So kind of seeing that and then seeing the movements of people coming together and saying that this is enough, we're no longer gonna be nice about it. We're no longer gonna look at it, be sad about it and do nothing about it. Like we're all gonna take a stand, this is enough. And seeing all the people, white, black, Hispanic, Indian, all together, going to different places all across the country, just uniting and protesting for this was really amazing to see. Because whenever we always say like, people need to wake up, people need to get together, we need to, we need to unite in order to not be so divided and not, not to be in the same plan that the systematic government and the systematic racism and oppression keeps on trying to divide and separate people by zones, by class, by status, by color, by ethnicity which was really good to see, like seeing everybody kind of uniting and putting a stop to that made it possible for people to no longer be in a comfortable zone. Like, unfortunately, these things all happen, but it, it was like God saying that I had to make you uncomfortable so you could move, so you could do something, so you could unite, so you could speak up, so you could talk. This is no longer a time for you to play it safe. This is time for you to actually Say what you like, do what you're gonna say, stand up for what you believe in, and actually voice it out. And I think all of that starts with just having conversations with your family members. And throughout this whole time, I've been just um, having a conversation with my mom, with my stepfather, with people from my family, because I've become from a Latino, you know, community household. And, you know, in the community, Sometimes more of the older, elder generations could be a little bit more traditional, more conservative and have a certain way to seeing things than we do now. Because, you know, we're more younger generation. We actually are more surrounded and united and we live together with people that of different colors and ethnicities and um, places and backgrounds. So we see people and we see the things that are happening. We want to help and everyone, we feel uncomfortable kind of talking to our family members about it because they might not really understand where we're coming from. Most definitely. I think, I think it's where I, my mind has been this whole time. 
um, one just having that conversation because how can I stand up for something and want to be a part of part of it but I can't even talk to my family about it or tell them like hey this is what I'm gonna do without them like okay where are you going like why are you doing that um also the media has a negative way of portraying some of the things like have you guys seen like the looting and everything even though that does that did happen um what the media does not show is that Antifa and a lot of government paid individuals were doing all of the looting or most of the looting and that also put like a negative notion to people you know protesting and most of the people that I also know have gone to the protests and they talked about having being very peaceful and some of them kind of turned into more of a negative aspect where like police surrounding them and beating them and arresting them for no reason um so just seeing that when it does put like you know worry in your heart because you want to go protest but what if all those things happen or you know sometimes it's not being able to go to the protest because you're at work or you have to do things at home and your family does not want you to go out especially for me when it comes to my family and how it is all structured um i really can't go out like that and during this time with coronavirus and more of the police brutality being increased my mom was like oh don't do that you could do so many things in other ways and i'm also speaking for people that kind of feel guilty for not going because obviously that's the way that you are also there united with people specifically for the black people like you want to be there for your black friends you want to be there for your black family anybody that has impacted your life in a positive way you want to be there right but you can't or you fear that something's gonna happen well this is where you can turn the guilt into something positive like let me go ahead and don't let like let me go donate let me spread the word let me like if anybody of my friends or anyone that I can support, black businesses, black writers, black authors, um, black artists, any person that I can help out in a way and just promoting them and donating and giving my time, community service, anything, that's kind of where I'm going. Like that's where my path is going into. Um, specifically with my college, I'm part of the organization Crown, which is creating and reclaiming opportunities for women nationally specifically for women of color, um, African-American women, um, even though I'm a Latina. We have been, there's this one girl, her name is Darlene Dean, the color Dee Dee. I don't know if you remember, Will. Um, she actually started a I project. Remember. She started a project, BLM project, Black Lives Matter project, and I mean, it's amazing. She set it up. She created um, things that we could do for people to kind of see what we want to do you know, we're a smaller school, um, like predominantly it's a lot more white than anything else. So when she did, she did, um, we had to turn in like artwork, poetry, photography, anything that relates to the Lives Matter movement. And then the next project, um, a Facebook Live with activists um, in Dallas or closer to where she's at, so we can have like a conversation going on and then the last one do not remember but it's basically being in the works i still have to finish my artwork so we could put it into or send it towards the blm um, organization and put it to the crown instagram post yeah
sorry, I'm like lost my train of, like, train of thought. But we're gonna put it there, promote it there, and see if we can inspire other people to also join into the movement and see what we do as well. We are a small school. Sometimes we feel like we wanna do big things and we don't know where to start and just start with a small organization, small community can make a big change to that. That's what we inspire so many people and hopefully bring out a message that Black lives do matter. And we're here to stand in a positive light and hopefully we bring justice to where it needs to be. So that's yeah. where I've been this whole time. Well, yeah. I know a lot of things, hopefully it, it was easy to understand. That's, that was actually really nice, Catherine. To be honest with you, there's a couple points that you mentioned there that I wanted to like reflect on because they are actually great points. Number one, it was a nice way how you handled the older generation with their way being conservative. I'll be honest with you. I have uh, elder members in my family. They're straight up no-nonsense. They were brought up old school style and they, are, they were like, oh, cuidado, don't go over there. Tu sabes que quienes están allá. And I'm like, dude, they're my, they're, his dad is a mechanic. He's my friend. We play football together. There's no, nothing wrong there. Okay, okay, but you have it, you know. I'm like, no, chill. It's not like that. <laughs> That's one. <laughs> That's one. So it, within the Hispanic community, uh, let's be honest. We are all, the, there's all the shade of color under the rainbow in the Hispanic community. There's Asian Hispanic, Black Hispanic, White Hispanic, Brown Hispanics like myself. They'll albino Hispanics, Jesus, we have it all, everything. There, is, there, there isn't one shade of color that isn't within our, our culture. So to be in a little bit hypocritical, we shouldn't. We should always be together with every single culture, nationality, helping each other out. That was one. Two, on the violence thing, no matter how, I guess Michelle Obama said it best, no matter how low they go, we should not follow. We should go higher. We should yeah, hold ourselves to higher standards always at all times. That's that's where one can really shine who we are. And it's not about Hispanics, Blacks, Chinese, or whatever. It's about human beings being treated with respect, not having to walk out of their houses with fear, not knowing that they're going to be able to come back to their loved ones and to, to act right to be a gentleman, to be a lady, to respect the, I don't know, traffic signals, you know, do everything, everything they, everything that you should do on your every day and not have to worry, oh, because I am dressed a certain way, because I look a certain way, I might just be stopped. And that stop might just be fatal. That's the part that's messed up. If they stop me and I do the routine, hands on the wheel, 10 and 12 or 10, uh, 10 and 2, and give my papers and everything's fine with me, there should be no reason that I get a, a nonsense ticket or even worse, not get to go home at the end of the day for just driving or walking or whatever the heck it is that the, the reason that you were stopped. That was the second point. And third, I just wanted to say, hey, more power to you with Crown. I know there's, uh, we are a small school, but hey, 
if all it takes is one person, one light, one reading, one acquaintance with somebody somewhere, like I always told you, network, network, until your your idea, your the way your your goals start rising up, and that's from the bottom of my heart, girl. You know that I truly admire you. You are hard, one of the hardest working ladies that I've ever met. At at your age. You'll be feared by 30. You'll be 30 to watch under 30. <laughs> I'm gonna speak that into existence. But um, just to kind of add to what you said, um, most of the things and the places and just people that I'm around with or surrounded with, like for instance, Crown, like Alana, Medina, Courtney, um, I was like, who is it? Who am I missing? But most, like, so many, like, African-American women that are on, like, in our campus that are beyond amazing. They are the ones speaking out. They're the ones organizing, wanting people to stay together, and they're so smart. Like, it's crazy, you know? And one, I do agree with treating people as human beings, because that's what we are. We are human, the human race. We are humankind, and wanting to respect all of that um, also starts from just recognizing that there is a disconnect with people treating people like human beings. So the disconnect is where they see a person, like a black person and see from the color and they already racially profiled them or they created a system where they divide us all into different places where we don't have enough resources or good education or Anything like that where we can actually elevate to a higher level. So that is where they want to create or keep a negative notion for black and brown communities and keep that negative profile that we hold supposedly to the media. Um, and just keeping that there kind of affects us all. And that's how they portray or want to keep dividing us all. Just keep keeping that same notion going. Um, but as of right now, I, I mean, even then with all of that, there's so many positive things going on. People getting together and so many positive things in the black community, in the brown community, so many, in so many other communities, but specifically in the black community where people are uniting and people are supporting black owned businesses. Yeah, and, real, real quick, and real quick about the, um, the older Latino, um, the older Latino community, you know, our parents, our grandparents, you know, and they are conservative um, in many ways. They they feel like, because um, they experienced the world in a, in, a, in a different way than we did. Um, you know, if you were to call, um, like during George W. Bush, you know, we call him a war, war, a war criminal. But if you were to tell like uh, someone from Cuba or Nicaragua or whatever, wherever, um, where they had these dictators, they say, before you call him a war criminal, remember Castro or, or whoever. And like, and we got, they have to be, um, and it, we try to teach them like, um, when you um, send uh, 18, 19 year olds, 18, 19 year old troops to fight a war that uh, intentionally to the wrong area, just because uh, you have a personal vendetta and a personal, uh, and personal interest, you know, for, we sent troops to Iraq uh, after the 9-11 attacks uh, with only, only purpose to see with oil. Like that's considered the war criminal. 
and war criminal. But you know, you you talk to to like if you were to ask our grandparents, like uh, who came from Cuba, like oh no, we we um, this like oh no, that was worse, and like it's really hard to get into them because they they grew up uh, suffering and like we none like suffering through it. And yeah, so that's like really hard to get get it through uh, to the uh, to our parents. Like I, I try to get through to my my dad. Like I, hey, dad, I took a knee. Um, it, it was about police brutality, and so it was like, oh no, you shouldn't be disrespecting that. You, I want I want to go to a church and just be slaying, slaying uh, whatever, just because uh, that, that's um, that's uh, disrespectful. I was like, like he, like obviously he's never gonna understand it. Uh, I could try to make him understand, but. You know, it's you know, it's just a generational gap. So, um, a question I have for for both of y'all, uh, William, I'm gonna let you go first. Um, uh, what do you what what do you feel is the uh, next uh, next step? What is what do you feel like is the next step we should take in order to to move forward? Uh, I'm gonna let William go first, then Catherine, you can follow. One thing I noticed, like, I don't know if you guys paid attention to what happened with the gun, the gun right movement, with the protests from starting in Florida and whatnot, all the media was with the attention, everything, and it, they were hot for a good minute and a half. And then all of a sudden, it died off. So for me, the next step with anything that happens, any type of situation that arises, being racism, gun movement, the, the environment, whatever the case might be, is to be constant. It can't be just two months, oh, we're rioting, oh, we're protesting, oh, we're silent, we're taking a knee during the national anthem on, on the NFL, uh, whatever, Sunday night football, whatever. No, it has to be every, every weekend, every day. And you know what? It eventually is going to hurt the pockets. That's where it's going to hurt the most. Because if people don't go out to the malls, if people don't go out to your local restaurant, if the people are not at, at, at not buying and they're on the street just protesting, that 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 hit of money not being exchanged from hand to hand, oh, guess what? Protesters, again, uh, we didn't sell any hot dogs in New York City because protesters were down Fifth Avenue. Oh, there was no Cuban sandwiches sold down in Miami, South Beach, because everybody was on Ocean Drive just manifesting. Oh, there was no, I don't know, whatever's hot in LA. No no Gucci bags were sold because everybody was down by LAX protesting. So to be constant, to not let it just fade away because it, right now it's one one life that, that George Floyd that was mentioned, but it's worldwide, everywhere. Germany, you see it's protests and there were, even in crazy, I don't know if it's true or not. I saw this video where they were protesting all the way in uh, in um, the Middle East. So it's like Egypt. People that we've been messing around with, they're backing us up right now. So Germany, France, Spain, England, the United States, even down here in Ecuador, myself, I put my flag out for no reason whatsoever other than to let them know, hey, Maybe people, my neighbors, won't, they will, they'll look at it and say, oh, se volvió loco, whatever. But it is, it is, it's a, it's a manifestation of, hey, this is not right. This shouldn't happen. And if we just let it, let our personal things get in the way, then maybe three months from now, 
you'll again you'll see more protests, more rioting, more of everything. So every every weekend, no matter what, don't let it fade away. Don't let it just die out because otherwise we're not gonna achieve anything. Catherine? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um yes, yes you kinda add what he's to what he said. Being consistent and being intentional with what you say and what you do comes a really big part with how you are and your character. So if you really truly believe in this and you want to continue, um, please continue. Like even if let's say you're not doing this protest, you can do so many other things. Um, you know, every little thing counts. No matter how small your platform is, always speak, always do walk your talk, um, do things that are intentional with what you believe. So um, one of the biggest things that I believe it's to move next definitely is going to have to be a restructuring in the system and the system of justice with police officers um being penalized with what being fired penalized or charged from any criminal activity that they, that they do and you know shooting at a person um profiling a person um un, like unfairly and um just killing someone with totally disregard of humans, like humankind. Um, I think that needs to change. Definitely something different with the police, um, criminal justice system. And another thing will be voting. Whether you believe voting is going to change anything or not. J. Cole said that democracy is too slow. You know, it is slow. It's a slow movement. Um, but gradually we're moving there. We're speaking up. If we want something to change, we need to come together, build an agenda, um, and be intentional. Like, hey, what are you going to do for the Black community? Like, are you going to put a stop to police brutality or at least reduce it or um, do something to help bring resources to the communities that are in the projects or anything like that? Kind of invest back into the like, education system or somewhere where we could help out people that are homeless, people that are not financially there um people that are suffering from abuse and other things in a category etc uh, kind of doing all of that right so i think voting is going to be one of our biggest things whether you say voting is not going to affect you or whatever sure all respect but i do think that voting is going to be made and one of the major things is your local government officials whether that is mayor whether that is judges um your da's your county commissioners all those people in your area get to know them what are they about? what are they supposed to put into like if they were let's say let's say that you go a senator what are they going to bring what is the agenda what are they promising to bring you know um kind of getting more involved with that and getting ready for these upcoming elections is what the so voting. Voting is going to be a major part, kind of getting um, educated in that. And um, just knowing how the system works. Um, and financial literacy. I think people should learn uh, how to be financially independent in some way. Um, that's going to be one of our biggest things because some of us don't have the time to work in 9 to 5 or if we do work in 9 to 5, kind of, you know, be so much on our plate to pay bills, do this, do that. So finding a way where you could um, 
make your own different source of income come yeah. your way is going to be a big thing as well. So, and supporting Black businesses, anybody that we can do, is to bring that kind of awareness. All right. So, uh, real quick, um, um, my solution is uh, uh, summarized as just police reform and, and voting for officials that approve police reform. Not only that, uh, reform to, to fix voter suppression laws and and systemic and any other systemic problem but yeah um we're running short uh, of course we started a bit late we're running short on time but i again i appreciate both of y'all for for doing this i appreciate you Catherine, for coming back i appreciate uh you william for taking the time to to do this um again like thank you for co coming on here anything um i'm gonna start with william anything you want to say before we wrap this up to be honest with you uh to be here was an ordeal and a half for me, but I do ap appreciate all the help and understanding on behalf of both of you. Uh, personally, I just want to say to all my friends and everybody out back at home, whatever you have to do to be present, to contribute to the movement, do it. Do the right thing. Don't break the law. No matter how messed up things are, don't let the nonsense be place on you as a headline. Let the, the let your actions speak louder than anything else. Be the force, show the light, be the right person, be the right woman, the right man, do the right thing. That way, no matter how they look at you, how they point the finger, how they want to spin it in the media, they have nothing. That's my word to anybody back home. And hopefully I get back there soon enough so I can do my thing and be part there, five minutes, 10 minutes, or half a day, an entire weekend, whatever it might take. Uh, looking forward to seeing you guys. Catherine, I will be in Texas Canada soon, hopefully next month. I'll give you a shout out while I'm out there. My man, a pleasure to have. Thank you for having me and giving me a platform where to speak and let be heard. Appreciate it much. Catherine, take us home. Anything you want to say before we wrap it up? Yes, um, I'll be just going to keep it short and sweet. Um, take care of yourself, meditate, pray, and establish principles and things that you want to put and set forward. Anything that you're trying to is possible with discipline, work ethic, and making sure that you embrace and exemplify people of all races and colors. Um, you believe in you know, supporting each other and being there for one another, but also being there for yourself. Take care of that mental, your mental health, specific, specifically during this time. So that it could be negative. It is very important to kind of just disconnect and regroup, reconnect, rekindle with yourself. So in the future, if I'm able to build a platform for myself as well, I like to be able to create projects and, pro and podcasts that can embrace that as well so thank you so much Zuria, for everything for taking us both and kind of listening to what we want uh, what we want to say and what we have to say about all of this and hopefully people can um you know take a little bit of what we said into consideration um during this time and can we see you will and hopefully people out there in texas canada tammy t family you know can wait for this fall semester is going to be amazing uh, can't wait for all the things that we have planned um, for the fall. All right, William, Catherine, thank you so much. Thank you.